Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Schaffner, and today's guest is a dear friend, Julie Conway. And we're going to be talking about her topic, Sparkle On, Transcending with Light, Art, and Health. For those of you who don't know Julie, Julie is a dear friend and I learned about her beautiful work through our work together that she did at Eminence Health and a little bit about her. She is a glass artist and founder of Illuminata Art Glass Design. She creates bespoke, large-scale, illuminated hospitality glass installations for international hotels, restaurants, commercial development projects custom light collections, etc. And her mission really is to bring more light and beauty into the world. And we really talk on this conversation, this intersection between beauty and light and health, and especially with such a mal-illumination that's happening in our indoor environments and really the incandescent light bulbs going away. She has solutions not only to light up her glass, but to illuminate our indoor environment. And we just have a really lively and fun conversation. So I hope you enjoy my podcast today with Julie Conway. Welcome everyone to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Schaffner. I'm here today with my dear friend, Julie Conway, and we're going to be talking all about light, art, and health, and all the wonderful in-between. So welcome, Julie. It's such an honor to have you on the podcast. It is a major honor, Dr. Schaffner. As you know, I'm a Schaffner super fan. Yeah, but we met in your office and you have greatly helped myself and so many people. You're very intelligent. You integrate so many different modalities and to be on your podcast is just an honor. It's an absolute honor. So thank you. Thank you. And, you know, I have loved getting to know you, not only through that experience of guiding you through just a lot of the things I know through the health space and then really, you know, our friendship developing over, you know, these years of knowing each other and you've really inspired me in so many ways and your art has blessed my spaces and I am just, yeah, really excited also the direction of where your career continues to evolve and grow. So this is like a very, like everybody who's listening, this is like a moment for Julie and I to, you know, be be in this conversation. So I want everybody to get to know you. And if you've been in my clinic, you'll see these beautiful, pendant lights that Julie basically blew glass, you know, both the pendant lights and then on the other side of the clinic. So she's really in, in, in my home. I have this beautiful chandelier. So I really am around the beauty of Julie's work a lot. And so, which is really, I think space and lighting and just being around beauty is a really big part of the healing equation. And so Julie, let's just introduce you as the glass blower you are. So let's dive in a little bit about, you know, your journey into being really a sought after artist in this space. Yeah, well, I started glass making when I was 26 years old. <laughs> now it's like a little bit over half my life. I, it's like more glass than not glass in, in my times on earth or whatever my years on earth. So I was always into art, art making. My mother worked in the art world as a consultant, as a gallerist, as a a promoter of art. And so kind of was around my space, but I, I majored in art. I majored in languages and French and double major in art and French and then had a Spanish minor. But I just tried to figure out how that was all going to come together one day. <laughs> and I lived in France and I traveled around and actually ended up 
funny enough, back in New Mexico working in jewelry. So I really love the 3D arts, like metal was my first love, 3D, putting things together, making something structural, welding. And then it was uh, me getting cornered in the uh, co-op, the health co-op and the yogurt aisle yeah. uh, by a classmaker who said, I need your help in my studio and you need to come down there. And I was like confused, but I was kind of intrigued. And that's actually how I fell into my career. So I showed up there and glass melting in the flames and how it manipulated and everything about it was just an instant love, instant love. And so I started working for whoever I could work for, learn anything, take any opportunity, assist anyone, travel anywhere, work for free, do whatever. And one by one, I built my clients into my business today at Illuminata Art Glass Design. Well, you have like such a fascinating story. And I love how you said it's like, you know, there are these moments in life, like we just see we're we're being guided, right? And so I love that, you know, you really, as you said, you fell into this career, it was just really just your path, right? And you were open to receiving your path at that point. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's just we have these moments and these people who come into our life, right, that just guide us and, you know, throw us on this whole trajectory, right, of our purpose. And so, you know, tell us a little bit of like, where you are and like, what's really inspiring you? right now and like your work as an artist and blowing glass right now because I yeah uh, yeah yeah. how do we get how are we going to talk about light next right yeah well it's funny when I very first started glass making it was flame working so everything was very small handmade on the torches and then I started working in the furnace glass world which is hot glass and I should say when we say hot the furnace is 2100 degrees Fahrenheit wow it's molten silica with either a lime or potassium base or, you know, we have the lead crystal or whatever kind of recipes, but it all melts around 2100 Fahrenheit. So very hot. It was very, very early in my world of making things that I love functional design. I went to art school, but where I lived in France in Avignon, I was intrigued by the hot handmade cobblestone streets, my handmade key that was iron that I lived in a 450 year old apartment. I had these handmade windows in the church where our school was that was from 1250 years. It's wow. so old, right? And they're still there and they're still existing. And there's the, the maker is behind it. And I think that's something that we in our modern society are lacking, right? We're in these fast fashion, fast food, fast printouts of everything the same. It's like, you know, all the clothing starts looking the same. All the coffee shops are the same. All the stuff, it's just kind of flat. And there isn't a heartfelt sign of the maker or traditional craft or, you know, we want it fast, cheap. Even our stores, like the big box stores, like it's, horrible right and it has no soul yeah so something from the very very beginning of me making even if it was a lamp finial this big or a cabinet pole or even a piece of jewelry I think something that's handmade is super important to our world and how we relate to it Mm. so the funny thing is also once I started blowing bigger glass immediately it just wasn't even a question. I started like lighting up. I put light bulbs in it. I started, I didn't go on a traditional path of like 
ooh, I'm going to make some sculpture and some bowls and something for a gallery or da, da, da. I wanted to be in the design world. I wanted to be functional. I wanted to integrate it into people's lives. And it, it really started from there. It, it was all about art and how does that affect us? And then for me, it was the journey of life from the beginning. So then my friend also put it into context years and years later. So he's yeah. like, you're more of a light artist that just uses glass. And I was like, oh, right. Because for, yeah. yep. you know, more than two decades, I'm saying I'm a glass artist. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, no, you're a light artist. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. That's so true. So yeah. anyway, now fast forward, I live in Seattle, one of the glass making capitals of the world. I work with just an incredible team of talented glass makers to help me because also it's very heavy. You need a kind of beehive of talented people all on one project. We have a lot of physicality going back and forth to the furnaces, lifting it, taking the right heats, adding the bits, adding colors, layering. And then we have also the community who is going to cut and polish and drill it. And then I have my community of fabricators, welders, all kinds of my CAD engineers that help me suspend this heavy stuff from the ceilings. Then we have, of course, all of the clients who who are just like giving me these spaces like yourself. I like their lives, you know, the first thing in the morning, they turn on lights or the last thing at night or their office spaces are lit or their dining tables are lit. And these are where life happens, Mm -hmm. right? Like your birthday parties are there, the significant like romantic dinner is there, but also just your morning coffee. Right. Just the the ritual of life. For me, that is a huge honor, huge honor, because I'm like illuminating daily life in a lot of different homes and hotels and things like that. And it's it's pretty, pretty special. Yeah, no, it's very magical. And I I love a few things that you said here, like that you're really a light artist. And if you're around, you know, Julie's work, like there's a beautiful like sparkle that evolves and, you know, lights up a space, not just in a normal, typical like pattern, right? There are these beautiful patterns that emerge from lighting. And I also forgot to mention that you, you created this beautiful light for my daughter and, you know, she keeps her light on all night long. You know, and I'm having this memory, Julie, I don't know if you remember this, but it was like a long time ago. Like we've known each other for a while. I think like 2016, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Around then. And I was doing a conference and it was one of my like first talks and I wanted to bring in like the, like the impact of light and circadian lighting. And, you know, all of that is kind of like one of the, you know, things that we need to really look at as an environmental stress. And you, you know, like I didn't realize like we were so in sync about, you know, like basically the light environment and, you know, with this, you know, whole world right now of energy efficiency, which of course, you know, there's some importance of that. However, you know, there is a lot of pros and cons when we look at lighting and malillumination and the circadian rhythm, like mismatch and, you know, how it's impacting health. And I remember you talking about like, you know, oh, like I, you know, those halogen lights, you know, like I, oh, that blue light, you know, we were just like going back and forth, you know, the lighting that we liked and that, you know, what was uh, beauty was health as well as what we kind of, you know, we synced up on and you know, here we are, right? Now you're like really owning like this knowledge and this importance of the impact of, you know, not only the beauty that you're doing to illuminate spaces, but like, is this the healthiest lighting option for humans to bathe in each day? 
Right. And we are learning it is not. I always loved incandescent light for the feeling. And I, as a heartfelt, innate feeling we know in our hearts, which seems to be ramrodded over a lot by our modern society, right? We know what's right. And it's all like, no, 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 we're going to push this on you. Mm-hmm. So there's a thing that they're crossing over, which I get so mad about the sustainability green space or whatever, because there is being alignment with earth and alignment with patterns, which is sustainable, yeah. Maybe um, this LED is going to only use three watts or seven watts as opposed to a 40 watt bulb. But what went into the manufacturing of it, right? Yeah. Like there's computer chips, there's heat sinks, there's plastic, there's all of that. So we don't talk about how they're made and we don't talk about how they're not disposable. And we also see this goes way back even to the 1900s where we're just, you know, it's all this stuff has been conveniently filed somewhere away, but yeah. the original incandescent bulb, mm-hmm. some of them still exist. They're called the centennial bulbs. They're still lit from the beginning of their, their uh, manufacturing. Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because when you take a light bulb right here, this is vacuum sealed. Right. And this is a little heat element. And the heat element is very similar to candle. That's why they're measured in candle feet. And they're measured by different lumens, right? How they light light a room. And the seal on this little adherence of the glass to the metal socket, if it's vacuum sealed, that coil element is just like an element in your oven or something turns orange, right? It brightens up, brightens up. If the oxygen can get in there, then that coil element will get oxidized and eventually get brittle and then burn out. So early days, GE in like, I don't have the days. I wish I had them between 1900 and 1920. I'm not exactly sure the day. They figured out, oh, shoot, guys, if we sell bulbs that last 100 years, we're not going to make any money. So they start loosening these um, connections, right? And they burn out. And so talk about efficiency. That's an efficient bulb, right? And then now it's like people think they burn out and they don't use efficiency, blah, blah, blah. That's not true. Number two, the thing that I want to talk about with you is the health effects of light, right? So when we use an incandescent bulb, and I'll put this on, is we get that full spectrum like the sunlight, right? That we have ultraviolet, all the Roy G. Bibs, and uh, infrared. Yes. And the ultraviolet to infrared is what our eyes eat, but they eat them and then they trigger, you know more than me, on all the hormonal circadian rhythms with serotonin, melatonin, all the nice things that keep us in a good mood, keep us sleeping, keep us um, under weight control, keep us uh, stress lowered and cortisol lowered and adrenals not firing under, you know, tense things. So, you know, we see this. People get angry and sad under LED. Now, look at this. This is a piece of plastic yep. made to look like a bulb, which is stupid. And then look at this. Who wants to be around this? Yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is. Look at how my shadows in my face come out. It's like, ah, it's angry. It's like harsh. It just puts us in a bad mood immediately. And that is because it has a short wave. It doesn't have ultraviolet and infrared. It, it has more concentration in the blue light and it spikes in the middle. So it's a real short penetrating wave of light. 
And it also does damage. It actually does damage to our derma levels. It does damage to our eyes. We're seeing cataract off the charts. I don't even know what the numbers are, but they're so exorbitant from past history. And then we have people in the fight or flight mode, angry, sad, depressed. Does that remind you of anything right now? Everybody is because the apartments are like this. Hotels are like this. Restaurants are like, we can't even escape, right? We can't yeah. escape. Yes. So that's something that we got to work hand in hand to. Yes. If you wanted to share a little bit about halogen lighting and like how you see that, you know, because that is sometimes what you use to illuminate. Yeah. I use halogen a lot only because it's like the clearest light. Halogen is a type of incandescent. Yes. So this bulb right here is a halogen bulb yep. and it has a light, a nice little like clear thing over the halogen component. So you don't actually have to touch it. This one, why I love it is like, look, it will dim. Yeah. Oh, so nice. And our eyes, look at my eyes. They're not flinching. They're not going wet. They're just like, it's nice. Yes. For me, I'm a glass blower, right? Yeah. I want my glass to be illuminated 360. We want people whose investments in my work to be sparkling and beautiful and they want to be happy they spent that money on custom blown glass. They don't want it to look terrible, you know? So I do a lot of that, but then there's also these bulbs here, like these little led, these are just yellow coated like components, but led is light emitting diode. So they're still a diode and they're still one directional, but they're trying to make this 3d thing. But as you can tell, like these don't even light, like these are just, yeah. This isn't lighting a room or anything. This is doing nothing for a space. It just makes a hot spot. Yeah. And so that's kind of unfortunate. And, you know, it's this, it's sort of like this trend. You see a lot of these bulbs just hanging naked in a space. <laughs> it's kind of sad. And then we'll talk a little bit more, but where I am right now, we are advanced into the Chromalux health light. Yeah, tell us about it. Yeah. So what's going on with this, which I love is they've taken the halogens and the incandescents to the next level and they've coated them in this nice purple coating. Really and that is neodymium. And neodymium is the exact same coating we wear to blow glass. It is an eye protective coating. Yes. So they have their lights not only extended hours and with good seals right here that will last forever, they have them with a neodymium coating. So now we take this to the next level and it's even softer and nicer for your whole mind-body process. And now listen to this. We'll get more into this as we, this is our first interview. Yeah. My clients are re reporting back to me. One client has no more migraines. I, I believe it. She's putting these bulbs in her lights that I made and she's telling me she has no more migraines. Another guy that I knew through like friends and stuff, I did a little demo at a dinner party and I put these bulbs in my friend Nick. Her kitchen had these horrible 6,000 Kelvin um, LED going. And I went to my car and I put these light bulbs in and I was like, sorry, can I eat dinner in this kitchen? I can't, I am, I'm so sorry. And we're changing her light bulbs. That and there was a, guy, a young guy at this party and he said he's had ADD and he's very anxious and he has a hard time being even amongst people. And he said he immediately, within five minutes of those lights changing, he felt calm. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. 
I believe five minutes. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, it, it makes perfect sense in my world, and you know, oh yeah, oh yeah, no, you know, like more light beings, right? And right, yes, hired to basically communicate within ourselves around light and also receive light in, input from our environment to turn on different physiological processes. Yeah. So it's like, what are you, what are you, what's your light diet, right? What's your light environment? Because that Ooh, is that so weird. I, light diet. Yeah. Is a cool word. yeah okay. Right. You know, like, it's like, that's just as impactful as, you know, really food that you're eating too, because it's like, this is how we run our energy, you know, through, you know, light communications and, right. um, you know, the, the light we receive. And there's this term that we talk about too, like a, there's malillumination or, you know, mm. junk mm-hmm. lighting. There's, light, yeah. yeah, we're basically, as you beautifully mentioned, like we can be in light that is that full spectrum as nature intended. We're like wired to be in that beautiful energy that the sun produces, but we're in modern life, right? It's indoor environment a lot. We have to be indoor. And, you know, if we're, you know, totally one peak of that beautiful spectrum all day long, like, you know, we're we're not wired to know how to operate in that. And, you know, we can get confused about what time of day it is. We can have insomnia, all these things that you talked about. And it's starting to trigger emotional breakdowns too. Yeah. Yeah. Because the body is so taxed. It's so overstimulated by that. Yeah. I, I find these little articles in my new website, the, the Love Light Reset website. I love it. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Where they have all this light bulb stuff. But I'm shocked. They're trying to put the down low on some of these things, right? Because they haven't done any research. But early on, European museums adapted the LED, and the LED is such a blue light. And if you look at the color wheel, any artist knows the complementary colors, you know, it's just like red to green, blue to yellow, blah, blah, blah. So the, the hot spotlights of the blue LED are, are the exact opposite of the ochre yellows of the master's oil paints, which ochre yellow is like a lot of those paints. Yeah. And the master's paintings are peeling. Because it's penetrating so deep into the paint, it's like destroying it cellularly. So there's also some reports of... Are they changing the light yet? Or are they they figuring out how to change it? See, again, they don't want anybody to know this. It gets squished down and we're trying to get more information to follow up on that. But um, So my website's going to have a lot of links and some more things as we follow it and, and all that. The other recent report was how damaging that spike of blue LED light is, it's going into many layers of our skin too. So it's aging us faster as well. Yeah. So what do we do? We hold phones right to our face. We're looking at computers. Those are all LEDs. So we need to counter with more sunlight and more full spectrum light. I always have, this is, I was going to show you, this is the light I have like right next to my computer. (laughs) It's one of my chances, but I put it right so I get good light while I'm looking at a screen it's it's really hard you know to kind of mitigate it right yeah Yeah. like uh, mitigate it tell us like you know what's happening with incandescent light bulbs in our country right now oh isn't that interesting well when you know the companies that are in charge of light bulbs have bought all the other small companies and now uh, incandescent bulbs seem to be illegal. I don't know. That's so stupid. But according to that, you know, governing agency, yes, it's quote unquote, not a legal substance. I will beg to argue. Yeah. I just feel like it's another way 
of controlling. There's a lot of things right now that we are battling for health, right? You were talking about the food we eat, like your thing is spectrum of health, right? Ironically, like, hey, the full spectrum, not only of light, but it's like, what do you put in your body? What are you doing to your body? What are you ingesting in your TV? What are you ingesting in like your relationships? What do you, all of that kind of stacks up to health, right? And it does feel like right now in, in human times, it's like we eat 3D printed food. We don't have well-balanced nutrition coming in uh, and in so many different layers. And now it's our light. It's junk light. And it's just sad. You can see these buildings. They're quickly made. They're made with fast-made materials, no real wood or no real components it's all plastic components and then now we don't have good lighting and people no wonder they're affected yeah yeah starting to add we we call it in my industry sick building syndrome right yeah like when you know we really acknowledge the impact of our indoor environments and there's this trend in america as you mentioned from the materials um, and the, you know, electrosmog and the, you know, the lighting, like their home is no longer a sanctuary or their work yeah. environment. Is, and we haven't even mentioned fluorescent lighting, right? You know, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even still in, you know, office environments, right? Where yeah. that can be very, very. And schools, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I know the poor kids. That can be very disruptive, you know, to, you know, everything we just said. Um, I think it is it peaks of green and yellow. I can't remember what the fluorescent is, but it's. Yeah, the, it's also fluorescence and LEDs. Um, so I'm one of those people and my sister is and a few other people, but there's a small percentage of people. We cannot stop seeing the the flicker because it actually never stops. Yes. So a fluorescent tube is always flickering and an LED is always flickering. And some people can't see it at all. It doesn't even affect them. I don't know. But then there's the rest of us who are like, oh my God, I'm like around that thing. It is literally making me yeah. sick because my eyes are, in, it just won't stop. Driving a car, the headlights are so over bright right now. Yeah. It's dangerous. It's actually dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> To me, it feels like those lights just go right through my eyes to the back of my brain and I am, I'm like shutting down function. It's too bright. Yeah. I'm trying to react to the, you know, it's literally a fight or flight mode of trying to defend against such a bright light. And then, you know, we're just, we're just out of control, like over lighting our skies, over lighting everything. So there's a, there is some movements coming back too for light pollution, which I'm very grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. Because we are trying to live this 24-7, lighting everything like the strips of Las Vegas. <laughs> and it doesn't need to be. We need some space. Like you're saying with your daughter, even yeah. dialing down, it's a good light, but it, right. we still need some darkness, right? Yeah. You know, so protect yeah. our skies moments. And yeah. um, even I make lighting, but I believe in dark space. And I think that's really important because we have to, yin and yang, we have to have that balance, right? Or else yeah. we are kilter yeah. yeah and I, I love how you said that because there's less and less dark space you have to really choose to create it right yeah you know yeah. and you know like even the stars right we don't see them and no we ha- no we're not even relating with our stars or our galaxy or who we are as humans anymore and that's a, probably we have a whole nother podcast on that situation <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all story right and 
with the Promalux, even though that's halogen and incandescent kind of combo, those are still easy to procure even in this kind of incandescent kind of... Well, what's wild is now I am becoming a representative of this company uh-huh. and we will put up the links when, when your podcast here. Yep. So these are now being sold as a health item. Uh, I love it. I love it. That makes a lot of sense because we have great photobiomodulation. We have red light therapy. We talk a lot about, we have infrared light therapy. We talk a lot about, we have the system at our clinic, you know, and you know, lighting is a huge part of health. So I I love it. It's like a full spectrum light. So the company is very smart and they have now established this as a health item, which is here we are in the modern times, but that's uh, it's exciting because at least we can keep them coming out. And anyone listening to the podcast gets to get my discount. I get a professional discount that I can share with all of you but because we want it out there. We want, first of all, I'm wanting all my lighting I made for everyone to be illuminated perfectly since the beginning like I intended. Yeah. Yeah. And then secondly, we definitely want to put more good light in the world. And we just had an open studio in my uh, event last weekend. Mm-hmm. And I had some people I'd never met before, but a, a busload of people kind of arrived. Mm-hmm. And I gave this little talk about the light bulbs and everyone agreed. And they all felt sad. They just were like, what are we supposed to do? And it's like, it's, it's tough right now. So anything we can do to kind of chip away at that or offer supplies or offer, uh, you know, solutions. Uh, it's so good right now. Um, yeah, yeah. no, I, I love that. And so we'll have the, you know, the link, um, you know, to the website and yeah, their code and everything. So people can experience it. You know, we're both optimists on a, you, you know, profound level, but you know, we're, we're sounding the alarm a little bit, like your, your yeah. options for lighting are going to be changing and, you know, like I have, you know, incandescence all in my face, you know, because I, I know the importance of lighting, especially with, you know, indoor environmental day. And these bulbs are going to be really hard to replace when they, you know, keep them start running out. But we're, we're stockpiling. That's what we're doing. We're stockpiling. Yeah, we're, we're stockpiling. We have an option. And, you know, this is the time, you know, before things change, because I believe that with education and grassroots, we can you know, yeah. shift this again, but I think so. I yeah. think so. Yeah. But we have to have a, um, a bridge to get there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just another thing. Like why come to you and your office and your clinic and get all these amazing treatments and go home to an unhealthy room and I'm unhealthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you undo a lot of that work. Yeah. That health work that we all like strive to do, you yeah. know, yeah. and by getting some of the treatments, through your clinic, right? So I got my mind blown because I keep learning stuff from you too because I'm all about glass and light. And I always say I wish I was a 15th century glass blower because some of this technology, it, it I do kind of like it, but sometimes I just want simplicity. I just want to go back to like, yeah. that when they melted sand, they did burn trees back then, but I'm just saying it's simpler. Right. You know, sometimes we're over stimulated by, oh, 3D printing and this technology and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, my God, just whoa. Yeah. But one of the cool technologies that you did on me was the UV. I'm sorry. What is it? The light IV. Yeah. The Weber light. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So So getting IV treatment with light inside my body. Yeah. 
So it's laser light. So it's coherent yeah. of different ways. So for me, that's where I was like, okay, there's some really cool technologies coming out right yeah. now because light is healing and you got light directly into the body Yep. with different spectrums. You can use different colors, right? Yeah. And it triggers different things. So yeah. that blows me. What, it, what blows my mind is like we're actually wired to receive these different wavelengths as yeah. invisible spectrum, right. right? You know, so we are... You know, we have chromophores that basically, you know, respond to different wavelengths in the body. And then we um, respond to different lights that create different physiological effects. Like, so red can be really good for like circulation and mitochondria and infrared penetrates the most deeply and can, you know, ex- you know, organize the, the water in our body. And then blue light is highly antimicrobial and Green light helps us to, you know, basically oxygenate our cells and yellow light, you know, we call like liquid sunshine because it, you know, creates this, you know, serotonin effect and it helps us to better utilize our vitamin D. And, you know, so there's all this research and clinical impacts. And then, you know, as you, you're, you're really talking about the day in and day out experience, which is so vital and important because you could do something like this, you know, that can really move the needle. And as you said, you can go back to, um, you know, really, you know, poor environment. And then you just rely on these treatments more and more and it just gets unsustainable. So I want to hear, you know, like you're also kind of like looking at other kind of these lenses of healing, like the, you know, the sound and, you know, how that impacts light and, you know, how... It started to blow my mind recently. I was just always... A, a, a different kid, I should say, right? Like, <laughs> my grandfather was a scientist and a biologist, and uh, he was pretty smart up there. He was on a Nobel Prize team in the 50s. And so I loved hanging out in his lab. I was the kid with a rock collection. I wanted, you know, scientific documents or different I I had a crocodile skull or a whale's tooth like I didn't want Barbies I didn't want the stuff I just wanted like cool science stuff and then like starting being an artist and how much I always read in in high school I was reading you know Dancing Wooly Masters and Fritjof Capra like quantum physics books in high school yeah so that was always blowing my mind and I was kind of unique and like not the general, you know, kid stuff. But when I started making art and having that overlap and just really seeing the history, uh, I really love ancient things. And I love the the intelligence. It always seemed like ancient people were way more intelligent than our current people, right? And it seems more and more. (laughs) That is just highlighted more and more these days. But um, I I just love uh, where that art meets science because it always crosses over. Yeah. And one of the things talking about sound and light that is just coming out right now is the patterns, which I have always been inspired by. Yeah. So the rosette windows in the churches, right? Like Notre Dame or the Chartres Church or anywhere all across Europe. Those are, first of all, I always show those in my presentations as a designer because glass has a longevity of thousands of years. Yeah. To make those, they would blow the glass in these big tubes, you know, long tubes, big ones. And then that tube cools down and comes down to a room temperature. And then they run a scoring line across that tube and it puts it in the oven and it opens up flat. Wow. And then they have 
flat sheet of red or a flat sheet of blue or whatever. And there's actually a guy in Seattle, Jim's Fremont Glass, that he does the ancient sheet blowing glass, traditional, thousands of years old traditional. Wow. So then they cut all those little parts and components and they tell the stories, right? They tell stories of humanity or the equinoxes or the blah, 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 or the, sometimes the biblical stories or sometimes in the mosques, it's all geometric, beautiful patterns, mathematical. Yeah. And then the sunlight comes up and illuminates the people inside. And what better way to be inspired right so people didn't usually have windows in their old buildings and they came down to these like congregational churches or mosques or somewhere to gather and to feel transcendent right so you're up in your best highest vibes there but not only that they had sound right they had the organs or they had singing and they had this stuff that would like vault through the ceilings and now i'm learning that the rosette windows are cymatic sound patterns yeah. in light. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. It's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So yeah. it's less and less about the derivative of religion. It's more about the transcendence. And that's what we're all trying to go toward. Yeah. And to say that I have used that word in my artist statement for 20 years. When I opened my company in 2000, I said my my mission statement was to bring light and beauty to the world. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I want people to feel transcendent, whether they're just in their powder bathroom with one little pendant or they, you know, have a full house collection or they're walking into a hotel lobby. I want them to feel that moment where you're like, whoa, oh, wow, this is bigger than me. Or I feel a little bit different or my mood just shifted or something. And that's the goal, right? That's the real goal. So to tie it all back, it's like, we're always learning. And if you're open to that, it just keeps growing and growing. And that's sort of like the way of artists, you watch patterns of like how artists like create collections and then maybe they learn something or maybe they traveled somewhere or maybe something happened in their life and then it took a different trajectory and it took a different one. We all do that in life, but artists, we're producing that along the way and kind of showing the world, our um, interpretation of that, right? No, and I, I think there's a huge intersection between beauty and health. You know, what's beautiful is art. Yes. yes. Be healthy. Look at the sad architecture of modern times. Sad, cheap buildings. People are sad. Yeah. Yeah. I know. We have one going up down the street that's a hurricane. Yeah. It's another, what, square with cheap materials? I mean, come on. And a very big. And you look at those old architectures with the columns and the symmetry and the materials and the architecture and the intentionality and even the ancient people who knew how to line them up on equinoxes and solstice and count the number of steps to the perfect amount of days it's so magnificent and we are so far from that today we are yeah Yeah. well you know it's this this conversation and your work and your contribution is you know we you know we can basically keep you know feeling empowered within our own lives like how do we bring more beauty into our life how do we tend to our light environment how do we you know really you know tend to these you know fields and these frequencies that are bathing us you know each day that are either closer to mother nature or farther away right Right. and you know that that guidance usually (laughs) leads us in the right direction right 
it is truly also how people come to changes. And I, that's how you see this in your clinic when people hit a point of like, this isn't working for me. I don't know what's going on. We are just sort of, I don't know what we are just product of our society, right? We've been taught this or we've just been thrown through a school system that's like this or whatever, whatever. And maybe some of the waking up or maybe some of the aligning is going to start creating some new systems again, right? That we've come so far out of where we are in nature, how we learn or how we go in, in consuming or how, what, whatever it is. But some of us don't even know. We're just like living our life. We're trying to do our best. And then, you're, you know, you're so unhealthy. Why are we so unhealthy? Well, now we're starting to discover that. I try to educate clients too, like art is taken out of schools. It's not even considered as an important topic. Crazy, crazy. No, and art is such, I, I love what you said, like, you know, the legacy and the, you know, soul experience that is the, the energy exchange, right? That happens, you know, through art. And, you know, that is either adding, you know, more like heartfelt, coherent energy versus a, you know, sad kind of like factory made under like a lot of duress and a lot of yep. suffering, you know, and a lot of, you know, sameness and nothing yeah. original, you know, and, you know, the human organism needs to express through creativity. You know, we all might not be artists like Julie, but we, we can express our inner artist in all these other ways because it's, it's important. It's a really important part about being human, this creative expression that's getting quelled and quelled the more we just tune in. Oh, yeah. I think creativity is in, you know, if you're a lawyer, how you're going to come at a case. If you're a doctor, how you're going to solve something. If you're a fo you know, football coach, how are you going to create a plan? How are you going to create uh, inspiration, if, you know, if you're a teacher or some kind of leader? That creativity is in everything. Yeah. And so when they say art is not part of school, it is literally the basis of every topic. Like math is artistic, right? And science yeah. is the art of, you know, discovery. So it, it is almost nefarious that they take art out of school and they, they, they make it so nominal and so unimportant yeah and again we're not happy as a society because we're so disconnected because we all are creators we are creators and we even call whatever um source the universe god whoever you follow in religion we call it the creator right? yeah so it, it's sort of how can you not be part of creative yeah. we are we create our day we create our schedule we create sandwiches for our kids it's part of everything so trying to bring that in relationship to clients, I have to thank all my clients who've come to me over the years because, you know, I've had this little platform to build and build and it's kind of taken off a little bit over the years, but yeah, one by one mm -hmm. starting out and how that changed their lives. Right. And I get these testimonials. I get Christmas pictures from the Christmas table 20 years later, you know, it's just amazing. It really, really is. So to be impactful is really cool. And you're surrounded right now in your studio with a lot of your designs and, yeah. you know, a lot of your glass and, you know, you, yeah, no, you're, you're an amazing artist. And I love how you're just really through this experience evolved into educating more and more of your community about the impact of 
light and you were always led to, you know, share this. And now it's more yeah. important than ever because our options are becoming lesser and lesser. So is there anything else in your heart that you want to share with our audience? This has been really wonderful. Well, one of the main things I did want to share is that we're talking today about how to align yourself, right? For your best self and your best work and the best life in this planet. And I have been sort of a green, I don't know, eco living person for a long time. I've lived off the grid, uh, three different homes I had off the grid. I drove my car, used to have a hydrogen generator on it. And I currently live in a green built home here in Seattle. So working with recycled glass, working with reclaimed materials, um, I, I don't know if you can see behind me this big ring. Everything is like, I love to find reclaimed materials and then I put them into high-end <laughs> projects, right? There's so many materials in this world that are discarded and that how can we use them? And so my recent ready-made series that's been launched now a few years uses 100% post-consumer trash uh, bottles, like glass bottles out of the landfill and we melt vegetable oil and we have a special furnace for that reclaimed fuel. And so it is a hundred percent green product. And again, it's kind of an interesting space. I call it greenwashing where people call this like, Oh, this is such a green product. And you go look at it. It's like, what did they do? They, I don't even know what they did. Maybe they made a label out of recycled paper. I don't, I'm really not sure, but it's not green product, right? But actually I want to walk the walk. So you know, what we are producing with that and my partnership with that is really great because we're offering truly recycled, reclaimed glass in lighting. And again, talk about energy in your space. We're not, you know, impacting the carbon footprint much anymore because it's already been used glass. It's already been used as bottles. So we're actually taking those out of the trash and we're using oil that has already fried things in restaurants. So that has to be thrown away as well. So it becomes a net positive. It also provides jobs for everybody who went and claimed all those bottles and claimed all the oil. And then they built the furnace and then we blow the glass and there's more jobs. And now we have illumination. We have beautiful products and it's in second life. And now, you know, it's, it couldn't be better. It's so exciting. I just love that so much. And so that's kind of part of the synergy. Yeah. I will leave you with my last. Tell us the name of that company so people can... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so my main studio is Illuminata Art Glass Design at IlluminataGlass.com. And then you can find the links under Illuminata to Lumi Collection, the Lumi Design Collection. That is where my reclaimed glass is. And Love Light Reset is where our light bulbs and other health-related articles are going to be coming soon. So the last thing I will leave you with, Dr. C, you're going to die. I have been melting gold and silver into making a series about like the new earth energy. Um, And this is what alchemy, right? Glass is true alchemy and health can be alchemy too, right? How body works with stuff. So when we melt pure metals, we get copper blue, we get this beautiful golden and the pinks and everything. It's a little hard to see because it's not fully illuminated, but these are all, this is pure Precious metals melted into glass. Wow. So new series coming soon. Oh, all about the preciousness of life and yeah. energy. 
Oh, I cannot wait to see this in real life. Those I'm so happy I could share this with you. I'm so honored to be in your podcast. Yeah, no, that was wonderful. And thank you so much for being here. And thank you for educating us and, you know, sharing your heart and your work and the beauty that you share with others. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, great. Great to see you. And we'll have all the information in the show notes. So great. Take good care. Thank you all for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Julie Conway. Please check out all the links in the show notes about where to find not only Julie's beautiful glasswork, but also learn about the lighting she shared in the episode. We are so grateful that you are part of this podcast community. And if you've been enjoying these podcasts, I would be so grateful that you would share a review on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast from. I hope you have a beautiful day and thanks again.